And today is Law Enforcement Friday, and what a way to kick it off. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Robert. Uh, welcome back to Battleground. It's Law Enforcement Friday. It's really the Framers Forum on Battleground. So, hey, guys, kick it off. Do your thing. I just want to say a couple of things um, to kind of tee you guys off, and it's your show as always. Um, what? Uh, first of all, you know, my, my, my thoughts and prayers to, to the president, to the first lady and the first family. Um, you know, and, and putting, that, putting that aside, I know you share that with me. Um, the left, they're absolutely heinous and despicable people. Um, they, they're showing their true colors today all over social media, hoping that the death of the president and the death of the uh, first lady uh, happens sooner than later, uh, hoping that they die of COVID and a morbid death and a painful death. These people are disgusting animals because that's what they are. They're animals. They're not human. Uh, you know, anybody that hates somebody to that degree and that passion, uh, all because they don't agree with them politically, are, are animals. Um, you should never desire anybody's death. Um, uh, you know, as, as a Catholic, as a Christian, I, could, I couldn't fathom that. No matter how much I, I would be pissed off at somebody, I might want to beat the crap out of them. But the hope that they die, the hope that their family dies, you know what? They're animals and they're, and they're absolutely despicable people. And I'm going to stop before I go crazy and get banned from every goddamn platform out there. <laughs> but, uh, man, you know what? Uh, I, Jeff, Robert, I'm super pissed off about that. I know it's LE Fridays, man, and you guys have a lot to talk about. But I just had to throw it out there. So take it away, guys. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, you're exactly right, Ivan. And then anybody, particularly uh, a man who uh, we just saw in the debates uh, on uh, on Tuesday night say, I am the Democratic Party, you know, if you are and you're not calling this, then you're for it. Right. And, and, and you know, if you're going to take that step forward and say, I am the Democratic Party, then you need to step forward and say, uh, we don't tolerate this, especially if you're claiming to be an, you know, an Irish Catholic uh, devout Christian. Uh, who, by the way, when he released his tax records, uh, only tithed about 1%. So he's in favor of abortion and he doesn't pay his tithes, but, tithes, but he's a devout Catholic, you know, and I'll, I'll stop there on, on that aspect of it. But, uh, you know, the other thing, uh, you know, not only are they disgusting in, in, in the way that they treat everybody, I agree with them, it's not just how they treat the administration uh, as a whole, it's how they treat everybody that disagrees with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just crazy the level of emotional hysteria that is not accompanied by any reason and rationale whatsoever. Um, you know, and that's what that, uh, see when we relate to these law enforcement issues and we see the, the Black Lives Matter stuff and the, uh, the protesters and everything, you know, and, uh, and you know, again, and the, the, the vice president, I mean, the uh, Democratic uh, presidential candidate of the United States of America told us uh, Tuesday night that Antifa is not real. It's just an idea. And, and my question to him then, uh, would, you, uh, would you say that same thing to those six million Jews in Eastern Europe in World War II that maybe was just an idea? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's despicable you know, the, the level of uh, dismissal that they have for things that are so devastating to our nation 
in in exchange for pushing a political agenda that that flies in the face of everything that we value as Americans uh, from our founding to till now. Yeah, totally agree. I'm uh, I'm visiting San Diego right now. I've been out here for a few days, and oh, nice. been meeting uh, some old law enforcement partners, guys I worked with. Last night I was uh, visiting with a very good friend that I worked kidnapping cases in Haiti. And, uh, but, you know, one of the things we talked about is we talked about this last night uh, as the news started breaking. They, they talk about compassion. The other side talks about compassion, but their compassion is selective, very Absolutely. selective compassion. This is a deal we talked about. I worked uh, gangs. I worked organized crime uh, cases in, in Phoenix where we responded to homicide cases where like really bad people were getting killed but you still have some compassion for them because you know they have family that's right. hurting. And yeah. when you make the death notification, um, you got some gang member or some Mexican drug cartel associate that's been slaughtered, tortured, murdered, no matter what, that's a human being. That's a living human being. And yeah, you know, maybe the world is better without that person because he was a killer, but you have right. to have some compassion. He had family. He, Absolutely. He, uh, you, you have to investigate that. We used to look at that investigation the same as we did any other ones. He had, we has a right for us to find his killer and bring his family justice. And when I hear this message that there, I was on last night uh, on Twitter, and I just had to stop reading. I'm, I couldn't believe some of the stuff I was reading. Right. From, from big names, from the blue check marks are yes. saying this, and uh, officials of the campaign of Obama officials are wishing death and everything else there uh, that I think, I don't think they realize that this would hurt at least initially would, it would temporarily hurt our country. Uh, it's just, they're so invested in seeing us fail. That's what they would rather that, see that, us fail than, ab than have absolutely. success as a country. Absolutely. It was, uh, you know, they would, they would rather burn the country down. I think, I, I don't remember whether it's Confucius or Sun Tzu said, uh, you know, that uh, it, it, totalitarianists, would uh, would rather burn the uh, country down and rule over the ashes than to do anything productive that goes against their agenda. You know, yes. that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's where. Hey, oh, hey, hey guys, let me ask you a question real quick, man. Yeah. You know, um, but both of you guys are, you know, are, are, are true patriots, for, former law enforcement, you know, officers. How does your community react to this vile crap? Well, I will, uh, I will say this. Um, we had a uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, we had a, and, and, and I'm sorry, Jeff. And when I say this vile crap, not just this, the 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 the, uh, the COVID and, and and the response from all these animals to the president having COVID, but also you know compound that with you know the left's hate towards you guys, right? So they right. hate well, the president. They want, see the, they want to see the president die, but they also hate law enforcement. Right, and that's that's where I was going in the. Yeah in my answer you know for for this i was going to i was going to cover that more broadly but uh, a, a few weeks ago we had uh, a back the blue rally uh in downtown government plaza and i was invited to speak um and had a couple of hundred people turn out it was a beautiful sunday afternoon when everybody in alabama would have been on the lake and we still had a couple of hundred people you know out there uh for this back the blue rally which was really nice but uh the one thing we did not see, there wasn't a protest anywhere. There was nothing else going on uh, around us. It was, it was all people with back to blue flags, uh, you know, uh, American flags, 
there was very little uh, uh, political, uh, you know, signs, banners, things out there. It was all in favor of America and, and law enforcement. And, uh, you know, the one thing that was universal across the uh, uh, subject matter was that uh, no matter what our differences are, we as a community here in Alabama are not going to stand for, you know, the, the rioting and the violence and the things that are going on in other parts of the country because we, we don't do that here. And we've got law enforcement administrators and we've got, you know, city administrators and county officials that say, you know, you, if you want to protest, you're going to do it peacefully. You're, you're not going to break anything. You're not going to tear anything up, because if you do, then all of those people you're protesting, we're going to turn them loose on you. And, and I, I wanted to make that point uh, as we see things. Um, and I know Robert's going to agree with this uh, 100%. Uh, and that is that... Uh, in the midst of all of this violence and chaos, the first thing that you see anytime anything happens to any of the Antifa people that the, the, they claim, hey, we got to call the police. You know, the very people that they're protesting are the ones that they call to take care of something when it doesn't go their way. Uh, we saw with the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, uh, shooting. You know, when he fired rounds, the first thing you hear the crowd that's chasing him yell is call the police, call the police, call the police, you know. And, and what did we see? They walked right by him into the crowd and dispersed the crowd and went and rendered aid to the, the victims who had been shot. But they didn't do anything to, to Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, you know, until the later investigation uh, said, well, we're going to go ahead and charge him. And that and we know that that's because of uh, a liberal uh, district attorney in, in that location who, who went ahead and, and charged him without any anything else other than that three people got shot. Yeah, that was all politics. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> all that was. Um, so, you know, the, the, the point of all of that is that if they are tearing stuff up and, and burning down buildings and looting and everything, then you've got one side saying the police aren't doing jobs. If the police use force and break all that up and stop that, then they say, oh, the police are brutal and they're using too much. There's nobody that walks a finer line in America than law enforcement, you know, because everywhere we go, the minute we respond to something, we automatically make 51% of the people there mad at us for, you know, stopping them from doing whatever it was that they were doing or not giving them whatever it was that they wanted out of the encounter. You know, nobody walks a finer line. You know, when you go in the military, you know exactly what you're facing. You know, you, you know that the, the, your guys on one side wearing your uniform, the bad guys are on the other side wearing another uniform. But American law enforcement works the thinnest line uh, th that there is between peace and violence. Exactly. And right now, American law enforcement can do, it, do all the right things, uh, yeah. follow all the rules that they have to, in use of force situation, but if it's a, I'm telling you right now, there's everything is being second gassed by people that have never had to confront evil, that never had to go out on the front lines and confront bad guys the way we have to. And it's like, I think you, you don't want our law enforcement to be hesitant to use, to no. go hands on. Look, you, you that's that's how hesitant. more that's how more yes. officers get injured and killed in in the line of duty is by hesitating to use the amount of force necessary. And to to your point, Robert, I think uh, it's not just people who have never done it; it's administrators who have done it and are scared of what the public 
backlash is going to be. Yes. Uh, and, and are not supporting their frontline officers the way that they need to be supported. There's nothing worse than trying to do your job in good faith, as difficult as that job is, and, and having to worry about whether your administration is going to support you or not when you do have to use the force that goes with uh, swearing the oath to defend and protect your communities. Yes. There's there's nothing worse than than you know that ambiguity that comes from administration uh, flip flopping around depending on you know circumstances as to whether or not uh, you know you should use force or not because it yeah. it doesn't meet an optic that they're looking for. Yeah, because one of the disappointing things I think us as career law enforcement guys we see we come up with guys that were like our friends that we work patrol, but we talk about this when you're gonna climb the ladder in eventually become a chief, you take a different career path than the guy that wants to be the investigator out on the street. So the right. guy that's going to climb the ladder, eventually, at some point, he's going to have to take a career, a political career path is what he's going to have to do. He will right. not get to the top. It's just part of the game. And as they start climbing the ladder, you'll have some that eventually totally forgot what it, life was down on the street with their buddies and their guys and and if they do not play the political game, they will not last long. You have to play the political game. Right. Occasionally, you'll get very good guys that climb the ladder, and they were guys that actually worked the street, and they get it. But those are very few because most of them get to admin as soon as they can, climb the ladder, and they get to the top, and they not giving up that position that they fought for so hard to climb up to right. get there to the top. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. And, and uh, you know, I think in a lot of ways I had it better than you did because you were in such a big department, you know, in such a, a, a large metropolitan area. And, you know, uh, being here in this, uh, in this much smaller area, all of the guys, there was, there, there was no real, you know, choice of career path. You just did what you did. Right. And eventually, you know, by, by attrition and retirement and, uh, you know, uh, uh, people leaving to do other things, you find yourself the most senior guy. So they pin the most stars on you. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so, you know, different, different dynamics, but, uh, but it, it's still the same either way. You know, when you come up from the bottom, you've got to remember, what it's like for that guy out there uh, because his job is a whole lot different than yours sitting in that chair, you know, third floor of the ivory tower, uh, you know, looking out over your domain and you, what you see is a, is a clean sparkling city because you're not down there in the gutters with, with the people uh, who are right now where you used to be and you've forgotten that. And I think yeah. you make a great point uh, to that. We, we've got to, uh, across the board support those guys if we're going to put them out there on the front lines and we're going to say you know when anarchy hits our streets you are our first line of defense if they get by you uh then then the rest of us are in trouble and and if that happens you've got to support them for putting them out there and and giving them a, a job to do yeah yeah we saw what happened in compton with the two uh deputies there where they get shot and there's people videotaping, and instead of coming to their aid, they're celebrating. And, right. you know, it's like, uh, I think a lot of it is that there are a lot of these people that are celebrating are saying out aloud what many, many on the left that don't support us are saying privately. And yes. uh, it's very disturbing, uh, very, very disturbing that uh, they, and then, of course, 
they start trying to find excuses like, well, George Floyd, this is what's happened for George Floyd. Those officers had nothing to do with George Floyd. And to pin, pin George Floyd on every other, every cop out there working is, right. is obviously not fair. Right. Well, and they did the same thing. To, to the president, they say, oh, the president's responsible for all of this, uh, uh, you know, violence and, and, and chaos that's going on uh, in the wake of, uh, of George Floyd. And I made this point before, and I'll make it again. I'll continue to make it until his, the, the news broke and uh, Derek Chauvin's name is across the headline paper in town for his knee in the back of George Floyd's neck. Donald Trump had never heard of the guy. None right. of the rest of us had ever heard of that guy. But you know who had heard of that guy? The mayor, the police chief, and, uh, oh, by the way, uh, former president, Democratic presidential candidate uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, who was the district attorney there, uh, who none of whom had taken action on his 19 excessive force complaints uh, previously. All of a sudden, when one of them makes uh, you know, a viral video, it's the president's fault? It's right. every other cop's fault out there. No, you know whose fault it is. Those three for not doing their job. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, you know that that's that's the other you know issue I have with all of this is that uh, the 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 hatred and 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 the uh, the anger that's addressed toward law enforcement should be addressed towards those people who didn't weed out a bad cop. Right. You know, and, and who have now made it worse for all of the other cops that are out there trying to work, you know, and 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 I'll say this, too. Um, you know, it's it, we don't we don't flip a switch when we put the badge and, and become cops. Cops, most diverse people I've ever met. I, I know cops that are into woodworking. I know cop photography that are into construction, that are into and poetry writing and and uh, local theater acting and, you know, all of these different things that, that all of these people are into, uh, they're not just cops. They're the same people in your community. They're coaching your baseball. You and I have talked about this before and, and uh, you know, in, in giving back to the community. They, they are a tremendously diverse group, as diverse as any other group uh, of people uh, I've ever seen anywhere. And, uh, you know, everybody acts like, oh, well, once you become a cop, you just don't do any of those other things. And that's just patently false. Um, right. You know, there, there, there is uh, no special distinction that says that suddenly you put that badge on and, and, and you have to act a certain way and be a certain way and, and do things. But that's what they keep lumping everybody into the, the minute something bad happens. Right. And another topic I wanted to hit on that, uh, you know, we're talking about, well, we need to hold the, the the abusive cops, the cops that are out doing things they shouldn't be doing, uh, uh, violating people's rights. We should we should weed them out. But also, a big message that goes out by the left right now is this fear mongering that, well, I'm a uh, my son, or we are all afraid to go out that we're going to get shot by the cops. We're going to get stopped, and we're right. going to get shot by the cops. And this right. is to me, and I'm and I think about I, early in my career, I worked undercover for seven years, and when I worked undercover. I played the role. I looked the role. I would go into some of the worst neighborhoods in Phoenix. I was buying dope. I was buying stolen property. I was buying guns a whole bit. When I would go into these neighborhoods, I would have other bad guys with me. I got stopped all the time. I got stopped during that time period more than I've ever been stopped 
And apart from that time, I've been stopped twice in my life by cops. But during that time, I was getting stopped. And a lot of the times, most of the time, the cops didn't know who I was. I played along. I got tickets from patrol officers that didn't know who I was. I had bad guys in my car. I never got shot. I, was, I treated the officers with respect. They treated me with respect. They gave me tickets on a couple, on two occasions. They got tickets. Uh, if I pl- it was calm, didn't give lip, played along with the game, they left me go. And I'm coming out of, I was getting stopped because I was coming out of high crime areas. I was buying dope. They're probably watching the dope house I'm leaving from. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think this whole thing is that we're afraid to go out because we're going to get stopped and the cops are just going to shoot me. No, you, you have problems when you resist, when you don't obey that's, orders. That's it. Yeah, nobody, nobody has ever complied with the instructions of a police officer and gotten shot for it. Ever. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's, always, just, it's always these people that make it adversarial, make it confrontational, and, and they get shot, and then they wonder why they get shot. Well, I wonder why yeah. they make it adversarial, right? I mean, all you got to do is comply. They're being encouraged. They're being yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah absolutely. To, do, to be adversarial. It's, yeah. It's, they're being encouraged to do it. Yeah, because they're and, seeking grassroots. You know, everybody with a cell phone right now, and everybody wants to be famous. And well, that that's right. And and the media is pushing that. You know, I mean, all, all it takes is you know a, a ten second viral video snippet that somebody sends to their local media outlet, and the next thing you know, it's gone global. Yep. And. Uh, you know, and then the media is pushing a narrative uh, about something that happened, and they have no idea what happened. They got some right. viral video, and, and they got, you know, they asked somebody, hey, where'd this come from? And I'm, I'm going to ask both of you guys a direct question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend I'm this closet liberal psychopath like Chris Wallace. Right? You are, aren't you? Hey, hey, Jeff, you know, have you, when you were on patrol, were you out there hunting black men that, that, that were unarmed so you could shoot them and kill them? You want to ask me when I stop beating my wife, too? You know, well, you know <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the it's, most absurd crap I've ever heard. They, they, it is. It, it's, it's ridiculous, you know. Hey, hey, hey Robert, that, were, you, were, you, were you ever on patrol hunting black unarmed men, waiting, looking to shoot them? I mean, come on. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> Listen here. This is hilarious because I, when, I was a, when I was working in gangs, we would go to certain neighborhoods. And you would sit in a neighborhood at two in the morning, at one in the morning, and there's an area where they sell crack cocaine. It was a black area. If you see a white guy pulling out of that neighborhood at one in the morning, you know what he's doing. He just bought some crack cocaine. So we're going to stop him. You know, you're, you, you look for certain behavior. And by, and by the way, for all you civilians, pop does not mean shoot. It means press or detain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be clear, man, because he's yeah. in these guys are idiots out there. Yes. <laughs> Liberals are like, did you just hear that guy? He said he would pop them. They're out there. The, people. The, proud, the, proud boys stand by. Oh, man, you want to get me started on that crap? Proud boys, right? So who, who actually mentioned this proud boys business? It was, I, I, Joe, it was Joe Biden. Yeah. Chris Wallace yeah. says, well, you denounce Mr. President. Well, denounce him, denounce him. And he goes, okay, who? And Joe Biden goes, proud boys. So then the president says, okay, yeah, proud boys. And, and you know, and who are the proud boys, dude? It ends up being, you know, a, a, a it's not a Afro- white supremacist. Af- Afro-Cubans. <laughs> dude, it's this, it's this local neighborhood watch group that are yep. protecting themselves from Antifa, you know, and, and the leader happens to be a black Cuban. 
yeah. you know, Cuban American. It, so, it, it's like it, the old it's guardian not, angels. The, it's, you it's it's guardian not angels. to be uh, white yeah. supremacist when 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 you're black and Latino. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, dude. I you know I, I don't know what to tell you, but you know what? What I am going to tell you is this: is that the Latino vote is going for Trump hard. It is going big time for Trump. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little something uh, for a little fun, something that's going viral around the internet <laughs> of all the Latinos that are coming out for the president. Hard, hard, hard. They've made a song. It's just awesome. I'm gonna play a few a, a few seconds of it. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Robert, you're Latino, man. You're allowed to dance, too. There it is. I am. I already started. <laughs> I feel like we should all be doing tequila shooters now. <laughs> I'm, I'm lighting a cigar right now, Yvonne. <laughs> anyway, so... You know, it's happening, brother. It's happening. Latino vote, minorities, blacks, they're, they're coming over to, to the right side of the aisle. Um, I think they've caught on that it's all a hoax. It's all a farce. It's all a, a racket. The Democrats are the real racist here. And, you know, and it pisses me off because, you know, as, as a Hispanic man, dude, uh, you know, anytime I'm on, I'm on media, you, you remember the stories I used to tell you when, when, you know, during the primaries in 15 and 16, when I was out there beating the crap out of all these liberals on CNN, you know, the amount of threats and insults I would get every single day, you know, is just, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. And it's good to see that, you know, things are changing and people have finally caught on to the racket. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to catch on to the racket with law enforcement, because like I asked you in mock and jest, you know, have you ever gone out there and when you were on patrol hunting, you know, unarmed black guys, you know, we know the answer is bullshit. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute no. Well, know? why don't you ask it the other way? How many times have you run into a crowd of armed black guys to rescue the one unarmed black guy or the injured black guy, you know? And, and I think both of us can speak to that at a much more extensive level. You know, you ask us a, a hypothetical that neither of us have any experience with but we can sure answer you on the times that that we've gone into hostile territory to uh render aid that uh that desperately needed it in one of those communities yeah and yvonne i mentioned it before i worked when a, as a young cop i worked at walking beat in the city housing projects and uh it was a foot patrol you just we would park a car and get out and walk and we worked these projects that were almost all black yeah the good people loved us because they wanted us to take the thugs off the street because they were afraid to go out at night. And these were the same projects that I grew up right next to. So I knew a lot of those people since I was a kid. And to me, it's just almost like they, the, the left assumes that every, every person in the inner city, low-income minorities are against us. And to me, I think that's kind of racist for them to say that because they – they, they, they don't work those areas. We, we, I grew up in an area like that. I worked that area. The, there's a lot of hardworking, honest people overwhelmingly is who they are there. And they want, they want security and they want to be safe at night, just like everybody else. And yet when you have people that live in gated communities, these, uh, these elitist leftists that think that the people down in these neighborhoods don't like us. They want us there. They want, they need security. They need more cops because the pulling cops out, defunding the cops 
will affect them more negatively than anybody else. You know, there's uh, uh, you make a great point there, Robert, and I think to, to that point, there's another question that nobody asks. Who are they afraid of when they go out, want to go out at night? Who right. is it that's out there? You know, because it's not you and me. Right. It's it's not you and me. It's it's their own people. Uh, you know, in their within their own neighborhoods that live right there with them, that that are the ones that are keeping them scared and locked inside their homes. Right. It's, it's not us. It's not people that are coming in from the suburbs or some other neighborhood or something. That, that's not who they're afraid of. They, they're afraid of their own. Uh, and, and but the, they they somehow know that they're going to get retaliated against if they finger them. Right. And, and so, you know, we've got to do a better job of building that bridge within those communities and say, look, we're, we're here to protect you, but you've got to give us the opportunity to protect you. And you've got to stop buying into this narrative that's being pushed that the police are somehow your enemy. When you look around at night with peeping out of your curtain with your doors locked and you see who your enemy is, you know who they are and you right. know it's not us. Right. Yep. amazing amazing guys amazing it, it's um you know uh it, it just got uh it just got released right now that uh joe biden and, and his wife tested negative for for covid and and you read his statement um and it's you know and it's a dig right he goes oh yeah it just goes to show how important it is to wear a mask and wash your hands and social distance as in to right. mock you know, this, you know, the president or okay. something, you know, even, even now he's jumping on. Uh, so, you know, his, his, his first tweet was, you know, prayers for the president the first lady, et cetera, et cetera. Cause obviously he was concerned about his own, you know, situation. Um, but now that he tested negative, now he's, he's, he's in a yeah, pile. Now, yeah. Yep. Now he can go on the offensive. Now he's in the, a pylon, you know, if the mask, if the mask was so effective, why are we releasing prisoners not you know out of prison early inmates Absolutely. why don't we yeah. just give them a mask tell them give to wash their hands and give them a mask yeah, yeah. Give, give everybody a mask give her a mask and but it's, uh, it, you know the same question is if the masks work why do we have to social distance if we're going right. to social distance why do we need the masks yeah. right you know i mean it's there, there's there's no rhyme or reason to any of this it's just arbitrary and and for the first time uh, you know, in this country, we're, we're not regulating, you know, federally, we're leaving it up to the states and each state is doing different in, in some, some other situation, you know, they say, Oh, well, we got to have a federal regulation. We're going to shut everything that, you know, and, and so now that this is a classic example of, of, uh, creating even more discord because there's no, there's no consistency to how you respond to any of it. And, uh, you know, one doctor says that we got to do it this way. The other doctor says we got to do it that way. A third doctor says we got to do it a third way. Uh, you know, there, there's no consistency to any of this. Um, and, and yet we're just, we continue to instill panic based off of, uh, you know, rumors and ideas and everything. When you look at the raw numbers, the, the, the raw numbers tell us we're all surviving. There's no reason to down. There's no reason to, to, uh, you know, put so many constraints on, on people. And there's no reason for, you know, from the federal level to instill this, this panic at the state and local levels. 
I've had nine positive results on my in my family. Nine. Nobody died. I've had, and some of them were very high risk, elderly, and of the nine, only one ended up in a hospital overnight. They were all released. They've all recovered. My, so, my son, my son tested positive. Uh, Twenty-two years old, and uh, so. So his idea of isolation was that because he couldn't go go to the gym and work out or go out and do his workouts uh, anywhere else, while he's sick, he's in his apartment riding his uh, his uh, stationary bike. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm like, son, you, you're supposed to rest. You're supposed to hydrate. You're supposed to, you know, do all of these things. And he was like, yeah, but I was bored and I felt fine. Right. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? And that's that's what we're seeing. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, yeah, we, we hit 200,000 deaths and everybody, you know, looks at that raw number. But, you know, what I would challenge people to do is to go globally and look at the percentages of all the other uh, populations. And what you'll find is that the United States death rate is as consistent with every other country across the, the, the globe, uh, you know, the 200,000 is a big number, but look at our population density compared to those countries. Right. And you'll see that it's, it, it falls right in line. And, you know, this is no riskier than, you know, going out road on a Friday night uh, and trying to dodge drunk drivers. Right. Yeah. 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 You go out at night. Uh, you, it looks like you, when I work graveyard shift, uh, when the bars let out, everybody on the road looked like they were drunk. You're just yep. trying to avoid running into them that's, as that's you're on it. your way to a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 uh, you know, head on a swivel and 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 watch for headlights coming your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it's good to see that Biden is keeping it classy. They're all going to find a way to get a dig, to get yeah. a dig in there. Yeah, and if we... we make any comments about his. Uh, declining mental capacity, which is very obvious, uh, then, of course, we get attacked for that. But, oh, well. Right. Yeah, and, and he kept it classy right up into the debate and two minutes in when he told the President of the United States to shut up. Yes. You, that? <laughs> you know, who do you think you are? Because one minute he said he was the Democratic Party, and then the next minute when they were asking him a, 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 about why something happened, he said, oh, I'm not in office anymore. So are you the Democratic Party? Are you a private civilian? What, what exactly are you, Joe? And, and the bottom line is you're an ass because you told the President of the United States to his face on national television to shut up. At, at actually, you know what, at what minute? At minute 11. Was it 11? Uh, yeah, well, the, 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 I, I wasn't sure. The whole thing just kind of seemed to draw out and just keep going endlessly. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, I was watching it again last night, and I was like, wow. When did this start? And he was the one that started the interruption. He started the first oh, yeah. interruption. And yeah. Then, and, well, the other thing was, school, you, know? That, uh, you know, the questions that Chris Wallace was asking were designed to allow Biden to go on the offensive, and they were designed to put Trump on the defense and, and try and force him to backpedal, you know. Uh, and and uh, the the whole thing was, was skewed again in in biden's favor and now we've got this guy what is his name scully or scally or whatever that's going to moderate the the next debate yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, worked, he worked for biden yeah <laughs> on the hill. I mean, who, who sets these rules up and, he's a and, former he's a former biden staffer i mean it's right ridiculous. now who runs the rnc is it a former biden staffer too i mean it's like uh, uh, yeah. I, I, who agrees to this I, I had this conversation yesterday why do we keep 
we're like Charlie Brown and they're Lucy. That, and that's exactly right. They the keep ball. snatching the football. And yeah, right as we're getting ready to kick it. And then the other question I have is when Trump wins re-election, is Chris Wallace going to issue a concession speech? Because that's what it's <laughs> I mean, come on. It, it's it, – you know, I'm watching this. Hey, and hey Robert, make sure to tweet you. that, will you? Yeah, put, 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 <laughs> put that out, out let that one's gonna go by, that'll go viral by pipe. On, on, on election night, on election night, I was sending out one of my buddies told me that, and I'm like, oh my God, this is something else. It, it's just, it's two against one. And, and when you yeah. watch the media, they play like they're, and it, it, they're the personal security detail for whoever has the D next to his name. That's, that's what right. That, that's, so, you're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's uh, it's it's crazy, and and it is it's it's not even subtle anymore. It's not no. even hidden. It is out in the open. It it, it is clearly, uh, uh, you know, a taking sides thing where they they're, uh, you know, it, we're gonna we're gonna do this this way, and and the minute you stray from those rules, we're gonna uh, cut you off. We're gonna interrupt you, and uh, we're gonna give talking points to the Democratic candidate. Well, okay, the, here soon, we'll start getting the op-eds, the editorial sections of all the major newspapers will start making their endorsements. The, the right. New York Times, the paper of record will say, you know, after evaluating both candidates and careful consideration and blah, 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 and all this other stuff, we are, nom we are gonna, going to endorse Joe Biden. But then you have to look at them. The last Republican president that the New York Times has endorsed was Dwight Eisenhower. That was the last Republican president that they endorsed. I wasn't even born yet. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, it's, they pretend to be, uh, they're going to look at both sides, but they don't. They don't. No, oh, they, they, no. There's, there's no evaluation. They just, they just couch it in a lot of, uh, you know, lofty, uh, you know, objective terms. But uh, they, there's, there's no evaluation. They, they didn't. They, in fact, they've already got the whole thing written. It's written. Uh, uh, it's, it's already, it's already written. They're just waiting on the publish it. I'm here in San Diego right now, and this should be, we should, this should be the, the poster child of what would happen to our country. If they win, if the other side wins, uh, I'm a cigar smoker. And last night after uh, we went out for dinner, we went to a cigar lounge. I get a cigar and a stick that normally costs eight, nine dollars in Phoenix was nineteen dollars here. Nineteen dollars. Wow. And uh, it's it's unbelievable what they do here. Gas. Gas here is, is super expensive compared to back home. So it's, what kind of what kind of stick did you get? The uh, last night I got the uh, La Roma de Cuba, Mi Amor, a Don Pepin cigar. Okay. I love it. La last night I had the uh, Perdomo. Uh, oh. Out on the, uh, we, we were socially distanced out on the patio around the fire pit, me and a couple of. Uh, you don't, you don't it, have to tell us socially distance, man. We don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I want to be sure that everybody that listens to this, you know, who's going to be offended first that I'm drinking good old American bourbon. That's uh, right. You know, I'm offended, so, you know. Yeah, they, I mean, 
set. So I might as well give them a little something that, that, that makes, you know, takes the edge off for them a little bit, uh, you know, but we, we were talking like Robert, we were talking about a lot of this last night. Uh, of course I, I wasn't in a lounge. I was, uh, on the patio around the fire pit, uh, with, uh, with a couple of ex law enforcement buddies, uh, right. who, who just came to the house and, and we were talking about all of this stuff that, that we're all talking about right now today. Uh, so I figured, you know, uh, just to change the subject a little bit, I'd see what everybody was drinking and smoking. So Ivan, I know you had, uh, you had cigarettes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and Yvonne, we're, we're talking about the Latino vote. Another uh, observation I made, uh, I had a Facebook page years ago, but it just had it uh, suspended or deactivated for the election. I reactivated it because I have a lot of people I went to school with from the neighborhood, a lot of cops, so I activated it probably two, two weeks ago. And I'm telling you, people from the barrio, people from the neighborhood that I grew up with that I would have never guessed, they're Latinos. And there are a lot of them are on the, on the Trump uh, wagon now. They're, they're on the yeah. Trump train. And, it's, and I, you know, I've talked to some of them privately DM. And uh, they're just... Maybe it's because they've gotten older, they got grandkids, I don't know. But these are people that were never engaged in politics. And now they are uh, sharing, uh, they're on political websites, everything else. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an awakening, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's what's happening. Yeah, that's what because I'm telling you, man. I'm, it, 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 it is changing. It is changing. Right. And it's, and it's in a change. And uh and, and, and I feel it coming. I mean, it, it, it is coming. It's coming. It's coming like a freight train. And, um, and the, I don't think there's anything that is going to stop this, uh, the, the, this movement. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you guys, but you know, I, I was at, uh, at, at the body shop at my, um, at my mechanic the other day. Well, I think, I think that this is going to be what's that. Oh, there you are. Am I back? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was at uh, I was at the body shop. Uh, well, not the body shop. At, at the uh, at the mechanic uh, the other day, and you know these are all, all Latinos. And you know, in 2015, 16, they they were like, ah, oh, no, Trump. He's a racist. He hates Latinos. Uh, you know, in in that in 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 the last three four years, all of them have changed except one of them, who's one of the partners. And, um, you know, and slowly but surely, and, you know, when I was there the other day, I said, so what's it going to be? And he's like, man, you know, I still don't like him, but I think I'm going to vote for him. And I said, that's fine. You know, you don't like, like, like him. All you have to do is, do you like his policies and do you like the direction he's taking the country? And he goes, and that's what, that's the, the big challenge that I have is that, you know what, I can't deny the fact that he, he's a great president and he's done great things the country's going in the right direction with him. And yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'll ever like him, but you know what? The other guy's a freaking corpse. And that's what it's going to come down to, man. I think, you know, Latinos have figured out the racket. Um, like I, I've been saying this entire week on so many shows is, you know, uh, Latinos right now, we, we need to be the front line of protection. We need to protect this country more than anybody else because either ourselves our parents or grandparents somebody brought us here we came here fleeing from fleeing. socialism and 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 exactly what the democrats are trying to peddle and push you know into this country to destroy 
the greatest country in the history of the world. So, if, if, you know, if, if some gringos are too fucking stupid to, to, to realize that because they're, you know, in, in some, you know, who knows what, you know, drug related time lapse, you know, or, or confusion, you know, we need to step up and say, hey, you know, we've seen this happen. We've seen it happen in the 60s and the 70s in Latin America. We've seen, you know, what, what's happened, you know, in Europe and other places. We can't let it, we can't allow it to happen now. Latinos have to step up. We have to come out. We have to vote for, 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 for President Trump. And it's not just protecting America because if Trump falls, the rest of the world falls. You know, Ronald Reagan's, uh, uh, you know, uh, a shining city upon a hill and that last beacon of hope of freedom will be destroyed and gone forever. We will cease to be the United States of America. I don't think there's a coming back from that. You can try and slow down the destruction. But once we once this breaks, um, I don't think you can come back because they're going to start. They're going to get pushing I, policies that cannot be reversed like Obamacare. Right. right. And I want to I want to make a point to, to what you're talking about, about the uh, Latino community being that first line of defense. And you you look at the uh, millennials, you know, and and the the voting bloc that they represent. They have no idea what socialism is. They, they don't even know that because communism fell before, you know, the, the, the Soviets broke up before these guys even came around and, and to know what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, so those, the, the Latino vote and the Latino influence, it's not even the vote uh, so much as it is the influence. And they need to be, you as a leader in the Latino community, need to be out there, you know, really making that point uh, because it's the Latinos that are going to come out and may have, uh, you know, some influence over uh, these millennials uh, who have no idea what's going on and have never seen or even spoken to anybody that's uh, experienced that level of uh oppression before and all they know to do is just holler oh the blacks and the you know racism and this and that but you know what it doesn't hold a candle to the oppression that was socialism right yes yes we too much to the latino friends i talk to when i get and talk to them individually i tell them why did why did we flee why did our relatives flee and come to this country right. i mean come on and then, then you want to come here and vote for a party that is pushing the same crap that our parents and grandparents fled from. And then uh, on another point, I was in uh, Bosnia, Croatia, Serbia for three years. And I remember one of my, uh, uh, one of my assistants, we're talking politics, and he tells me, he says, under our old system in Bosnia, we are all equal. He says, we are all equally miserable, all of us. Yes. There was no hope, no hope. Yeah. Uh, our yeah. medical sucked. Everything, there was, you, you were... We were born and raised in an apartment, and eventually if we got married, we would get maybe another apartment in the same building. One of my assistants lived in a building with 20-some floors, and the elevator didn't work. So you had to decide in the summer, do you really want to go downstairs and have to climb those stairs back up again? The elevator didn't work. And uh, this, it's just the old communists, the, the old socialist-style housing complexes, you see the skyline in whether you're in Bosnia, whether you're in Romania, whether you're in Bulgaria, all those countries over there, you can see those same type of housing complexes everywhere. And a lot of them, their, their elevators don't work. There's no, there's no air conditioning unless you buy one yourself. And uh, he said, yeah, we are all equal. We are all equally miserable with no hope. Right. 
It's yeah. Amazing, man. And, and that's what the Democrats want for us right now. They, they, they want everybody to be equal uh, and just take whatever handout they want to give to us. And, right. and, you know, eventually that, that handout is going to come in the form of, of uh, genocide. Right. It's no different than what we've seen in, in Nazi Germany. It's no different than what we have seen in uh, Iraq with uh, the, you know, Saddam Hussein regime and mustard gas and his own people, uh, the uh, killing fields of Cambodia. You know, that, that's what, you know, and socialism is just a, a, a nice word, communism, but it's all totalitarianism. It's all one guy running the, sh the top and, and every subject to whatever whim, uh, passes through his mind and uh you know that that's what we're fighting against and and it has come home to roost it, it, it this is as ronald reagan said the the last great free freedom on earth and and uh you know, uh if if we fall the rest of the world because there is nowhere else to go there there is nowhere else to flee to and and run to so we've got to hold the line right here and we've got to start it in our streets, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. Uh, we've got to do it by coming together with our law enforcement uh, and allowing them to do their jobs and, and to stop all of this crap that's going on out here. You know, po protesting is one of the greatest fundamental freedoms that this country was founded on, uh, you know, but, uh, but to start tearing up our buildings and looting our stores and, and, and killing people, uh, it, we don't have the freedom and the right to do that. And that's where our law enforcement has got to step up, stand up, stand strong and, uh, and, and remove that element from our society. Yes. Uh, I agree in the, the right to protest, the right to have a dissenting uh, opinion, but when you show it to a protest, wearing a helmet, elbow pads, knee pads, and you got weapons and you're covering your face, yep. uh, you start looking as he, uh, I saw this. I saw this in Bosnia. The protesters would show up uh, dressed just like this. The Antifa uh, communists are showing up, and they're going to cause problems. They're going to resort to violence. And I would see the riot police show up, and the riot police in Bosnia are a lot different than the riot police here. They show up, and and they're they're battling. They're they're like yeah. brawling in the middle of the street. It was unbelievable to watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The only thing is that I think the. Um, the, the Antifa protesters or violent groups uh, probably over in Europe are a little bit more hardened than the than the ones here. The ones wearing knee pads here were for di very different reasons. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, the, the, those, those, they're wearing knee pads that are multi-purpose. That's right. Are, uh, yeah, that's right. Multi-purpose knee pads for those freaking bastards. Are you kidding me? I mean, have you seen some of these guys? You'd slap the crap out of them, and they'd go running to the basement in their mother's house. You oh, know? yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, and they're cowards because they attack in numbers. Um, I don't know if you guys heard or, or, or uh, any of Dan Bongino's stories when he was leaving the White House, uh, how he was surrounded by a group of, uh, I, I can't remember, like 10, 15 of them, and they were just yelling and cussing and saying all kinds of things to him and his wife. And uh, and he kept on saying, well, come on, come on, bring it, bring That's it. Right. 
Right. And uh, none of them would engage. Uh, no, not, not, not one of them will. They're, they're all, they're all cowards, you know, and, um, and, and, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, one-on-one -on -one, you beat the living crap out of these bastards or, you know, they want to come at you, you just grab them, you put them down, you put a couple rounds on them. I mean, it's that simple. Um, you know, you protect your life and you protect the ones you love and, you know, you deal with the courts later. Uh, that, that's the way I was brought up, man. And that's the way, you know, that, I'm going to go. That, that, that's the way we do, you know, Rule number one, and Robert knows this too. Rule number one is go home safe at the end of your shift. For sure. You got to do, you go home safe at the end of the shift. If anything happens, we'll deal with that, uh, you know, as the fallout comes. But you go home safe at the end of the day. Yes. You know, because exactly. if you don't go home safe at the end of the day, then tomorrow your organization is even a little bit weaker because you're not out there manning your position and somebody else had to step up and cover yours and theirs. So you go home safe at the end of the day so that you can come back tomorrow and make a difference too. That's yeah. exactly right, man. Absolutely. Hey, Robert, any closing words? We're going to wrap up. It's uh, Friday, and, uh, man, you're, you're, out in, uh, you're out in Southern Cal. I know you're enjoying the weather. It's got to be beautiful. Make sure you uh, post some pictures, and don't forget that quote about uh, – uh, Chris Matthews and the concessions, please. Concessions. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Yes. Uh, no, uh, thanks for having me on the show again. And we'll, uh, I'll see what new material we get for next week. Uh, every day, all you got to do is look at the news and see what's happening. Uh, yeah, a lot, we of, didn't, a lot we, of things happening. Hey, we, we didn't even get to the, uh, the white police chief that's been fired in Georgia for being white. You know, we'll have to we'll have to get to that one next time too. Absolutely. Well, thanks everyone, and we're going to see you next week. And uh, Jeff and Robert, appreciate you guys at all as always. And uh, we got to catch up soon. Yes, sir. For sure. Always glad to be here. Absolutely. <laughs>